Tonight, we welcome a band called Damper to the stage of the Phoenix Theater. A damper is defined as a person or thing that has a depressing, subduing, or inhibiting effect. And tonight, we are very excited to channel that sort of energy into this episode. Please welcome to the program our first guest of 2019, Tom, Liam, Waverly, and Bella, the band known as Damper. Welcome. Thank you. It's really good to be here. In August of 2018, this band released a self-titled EP, and you've described these songs as being intensely personal. Would you say it's intensely personal for all of you, or just the primary lyric writer? I was mostly just trying to speak. It's hard to speak uh, first person um, without getting to um, like this is this is it. This is uh, this is like my project or anything like that. So I'm trying to. I, I struggle with that in the writing, so sometimes that, that comes across, um, you know, how to represent us, uh, you know, as a, as a, a project, a, a collective. Uh, you know, as a writing style, you take these small moments and turn them into songs, and, and fascinating. I, I was looking at how you crafted each one of these today, and absolutely fascinating. Um, the ride in the car. Before we get to that, okay. <laughs> I, I to- actually, I totally agree. He called me earlier, and he said, there's a very Seinfeld feel to these songs. <laughs> <laughs> Have you all seen the show Seinfeld? Yeah. We're yeah. Really yeah. No. Television show mean. from the 90s. Well, uh, Jerry and George, they go to pitch their show, their show in the show, to the NBC executives. And they're like, well, the show is just about like our, our lives. You know, it's just about our lives. It's like little moments. And then the NBC executives are like, well, that's 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 not a show. And they're like, no, it is a show. That, that's, that's the show. So th- th- this album, and I assume like the music that you write generally, like the stories you tell, yeah. are just these like wonderful little human moments. And mm-hmm. I found in like learning about them and listening to the music and reading the lyrics, and you did too, yeah. um, that I could really identify with like the emotions you were feeling in those, those moments. So Panic is the second song on this album. It's a short song. It's only, it's eight lines. Mm-hmm. And... It documents, in my opinion, one of those like very human moments where we like we experience like the slow motion dread mm-hmm. of like something that's to come, like almost like uh, you're certain it's a doom, I guess. Yeah. And uh, Tom Gaffey, you have a question about this song. My God. <laughs> well, <laughs> there's some great lines in it. It it feels like a date gone bad or a relationship gone bad. Um. It can't wait till morning. First line, you said it cannot wait until yeah, morning. It can't wait. Oh, that's that in some relationships that is really okay. Should I just start packing now or? You know? But also, like yeah. maybe. Yeah. maybe now not. hold on, before you tell us, <laughs> yeah. it's like maybe maybe somebody got a diagnosis. Yep. Maybe somebody that's got a, a a diagnosis. <laughs> They're not going to live that much longer. Yeah. And so you know, you wondered what that could possibly mean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And of course, this is not the first time we've been here. But you know, but here lies the question. When in, when someone writes a song and, and throws some lines in like that, is it ours to ask what the heck was happening there, or is it or or would the author rather not? Would he like to leave that moment open and, and let you decide? 
I think that's one that I feel that way about. Yeah. I'd I'm rather. so mad at you for putting that on the table. I know that, <laughs> but, but that was part of the question that I wanted to ask. Is this, you have, you start right out with it, with this bold statement, boom. Then actually from there you follow it in the car ride, which is taking a lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> and it feels like it's just not going to end well. Yeah. But again, this is just a moment. Boom. This is all we get. I find that fascinating. Can I tell you something? Yeah. Yes. Uh, he was going to put more lyrics in the song, and we didn't let him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was going to put more lyrics at the end really? that like explained it a little bit more. That we actually were, happens like in the studio, and then we were like, "No, uh, keep like, it good to be ambiguous. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, keep it ambiguous." Because yeah, yeah, he had everything written up to that point, and he was just like, "I, I, I need a couple more lines." And then he was like, "No, you don't. It's, no, you it's, don't. It, this is fine, unresolved, because every everything that you're saying about this situation." well and good describes that situation but you know as a listener it like it the words belong to the listener now and describing like their own moments of panic or yeah. whatever in their life yeah. anxiety yeah and once you, when you put too much stuff in there too that's when i think stuff starts to feel self-indulgent you know what yeah. i mean it's like you give them just the right amount of pain don't mm-hmm. don't put proper nouns in don't be too specific let let the audience kind of wonder I except for me you should tell me right I think that's one thing I, <laughs> that's one thing i feel like i learned a lot i've learned a lot just from listening to tom's songwriting is like his use of ambiguity i think is really interesting i think that when you leave details open the audience inserts themselves in a way that's really deeply like personal and universal and you don't get that with some other songwriters there's some songwriters who are like incredibly didactic and whatever they said in the song is what happens and that's great i love that stuff too but the message is like the point right right? but that's exactly what it's about but there's (laughs) There's less of a there's less of a connection because there's not a space for you to insert yourself whereas like in some of tom's songwriting it's like even though the situations might be like specifically super personal to you there's like a there's a universal element I think that that comes out at least partially in the ambiguity of like this could be happening to me you know mm-hmm. like the details specifically might you know be some of the things might be changed some of the locations might be changed but like I can relate to this because I could see myself there mm-hmm. yeah no this could be something as mundane as a junior high kid in trouble with his mom being brought home right <laughs> you know it, it could it, you could relate to the tune on so many different levels and so many different people can own this tune as well yeah I thought um pretty hard about this one because a lot of the times when I come up with a song it's usually like the lyrics and the guitar riff kind of happen at the same time but in this case like we just were messing around on this for a long time it was like oh I was writing a lot in 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 5.8 yeah has become my favorite time signature to write it but like the thing about 5.8 is it, it has this urgency yeah. it has like this in, intensity it tumbles over it. itself yeah, yeah. That I thought, like, can it you do kind it of reminded your, can me you do it with your of, mouth? of anxiety. Like, what? Make, make the sound for the people, you know? What? But the urgency. I think the new 2019 rule is if manic. people reference time signatures, it's like, okay, tell us that. Yes. Make, make yeah. the noise, please. Yes. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> that is urgent. How long was the car ride? Um, It's probably 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was it as bad From as you thought it was going to be? Uh, no, I mean, uh, it, it definitely wasn't dire, Yeah, but, uh, felt like it was though. <laughs> but boy, does it seem dire. Exactly. <laughs> no, I mean, honest to God, the, the point that you made, uh, Bella, about how you, you just ascribe your own experience to it. I mean, I thought about the, the Santa Rosa fires we just had, the phone calls I got for oh, that. Wow. I thought about like when I've been called about someone dying, I thought about like breakup type stuff. Yeah. Right. I mean, it just took me to like different six directions. different, like, yeah 
bad phone. Well, I shouldn't even say bad. It's not good to look at things. It's good <laughs> and bad. <laughs> Six different yeah. phone calls, which were uh, stressful, shall we say. Urgent. Exactly. Well, Dire. Yeah, exactly. Dire. Like it's I okay can't, to think bad. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> for, for this context, this band has, it's okay. we kind of play off the whole, you know, the, the, the downsides of things. Damper. Like, yeah. yeah. We welcome it. <laughs> yeah. True. Six phone calls it. that were uh, really putting a damper on my life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we, we make that pun way too much. We shouldn't do what's that the anymore. Best, what's the best pun that you've made? Oh. With that? We talk about being it. sweaty. Oh, oh, well, no, no. Second best. Uh, it's things like, oh, this this next thing we're putting out for you guys, I really hope it makes you damp. Oh, it's so good. It's a <laughs> it's, sex it's, thing. I love it's it. It's horrible, but no, yes. No, it's so good. It's good. No, it really could be damper. Okay, that's uh, that's yeah. it. That's mm-hmm. the last one. Oh, oh okay. Ever. So you're like, you're making a song and you're like, I think it's good. And then somebody else says, oh, I really think it could be damper, yeah. <laughs> but in a good way. Is that that's what you're saying? That's a new one. Oh, that's a new one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Indeed. Thank you. It's a fun, yeah. sometimes it's a fun a song, sex thing. Sometimes a song needs to be drier though. You that's know, true. Sometimes like, it's a little too moist down there. Sometimes you get too oh, yeah. moist, you know? <laughs> People hate that word, but I yeah. like it. We also, from time to time, get tagged in certain cooking things on Facebook that are completely oh, unrelated yes. to us. <laughs> that's right. Like cooking a damper is some kind <laughs> of like so breaded, like fluffy <laughs> thing that, that you can participate in. And we've been tagged in it before, and we're just like... We don't have anything to do with this. We should make yeah. that sometime. Free promotion with the Patreon. Yeah. Yeah. Free promotion, embrace indeed. Yeah. Embrace it. We just got to embrace it. You just got to lean into it. Yeah. yeah, lean into it. Have you ever been, you know, practicing amongst yourselves, having a good time at the studio space? Somebody does a tasty lick, and then you're like, fuck, that was the dampest. So oh, we're having no. I feel but like it might have. I will. <laughs> <laughs> One of us will now. Yeah. It's, qu- it's quite good. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, song three, Procession. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you had... Oh. Okay, when I was on the phone with him earlier and we were talking about this band, he was... <laughs> he, he zeroed in on this, like, one line in this song, and he was very uh-huh. curious was about it. it. He's obsessed. Well, this man was obsessed. I was obsessed. No, I just... It, Let's it, have it. So you, you go to a funeral, and how cool it is that all you need to say is i love you because <laughs> mm. feels like sometimes it, especially the more i go to uh and i'm going to more and more nowadays as my friends and i get older and uh dark it, how a real damper on this it, it, it'd be <laughs> such it a comfortable thing if you could just leave it with those words i love you you opened your mouth and you couldn't get it out mm-hmm. i'm wondering who was this or can you say? Now, before you do, the line in the song that he zeroed in on is, uh, I love you would have been enough for yeah. him, I think, but when I opened up my mouth, no words came out. No words came out. Mm-hmm. The song is, I don't know, like maybe 10 times as long as that bit, but Tom Gaffey felt like that was the crux. The, he felt... Well, the the, he felt, there was he also felt the part the where they held off on one of the roses, but that's okay. He I think felt, rose for the cars. This, this, man, nice. this man to my yeah. right felt that the entire song was written around that moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think yeah. that's a fair assessment. That's yeah, really definitely fair was. Too, yeah. yeah, all right. So that's uh, the only song that I. That's where I wanted to end up, um, but I didn't know the exact words for it. I just know that like I wanted to say something about the fact that I went to. I'll, I'll just say my grandpa's funeral, yeah. and and I couldn't uh, really say anything. I was just shell shocked, and I was like, "What's wrong with me?" You know, um, I wanted to put words to that that feeling. Like I just seen him in the hospital the day before. I was there when he died, you know, and then like I'd get to the funeral, you know, and I just can't come up with anything. Uh, I just, I just like hugged my, my dad, you know, and that's, that's about all I could do. That so, was the same thing as saying, I love you. Yeah. I did it to him instead, I guess. Yeah. I really loved how the loudest part of the song dynamically is the part where you're 
talking about how you couldn't say anything. Yeah. It yeah. almost kind of like um, does what you wanted to do. Yeah. And that's my opinion, of course. Yeah. But I, I just... It's like I redoing like it or doing it like justice yeah. after the fact. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You wrote a song for your grandfather. Yeah. I mean... It doesn't get any deeper than that. Like an apology almost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I needed that with my mom. Yeah. That's what I tell all the kids, dude. Apologize to your mother as soon as you go home tonight because one day you're not going to have that chance. Yeah. And uh, your, your grandfather heard. You wrote him a song. Yeah. Spectacular. That's a great way to do it. And I have to ask all the way around, a buried or burned? Um, <laughs> right to it. Well. That's a good question. God, that's for a good, ourselves? God, that's maybe the best question you've ever asked. For ourselves? <laughs> Our own? Yeah, well, it was, it was one of the first lines in the song. It does uh, uh, stick out. Yep. Yeah, it's a great line. I, I, I already spoken. Whatever. Yeah, myself. Yeah, we, we, we know Tom's <laughs> answer. Yeah. Wow, is that a tough question at, at this age? I don't it think is. it's stuff I, I yeah. burn. You're, you're a burn. I knew oh. Waverly was oh, a burn. Yeah. I've only followed you on social media for a month, but you're, I know you're a burn. Burn me. Yeah. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here when you die. Like, <laughs> leave no trace. Please. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's up into the sky. Yep. Uh, depends on the context, honestly. Like, um, I love that. Because there's this whole thing called conservation burials, right? Where you, yes. um, you don't know if anybody knows about this. I do. Um, this is the thing you do mm-hmm. where you like, people will bury your corpse on, you know, some like sacred land that's like you know where an indigenous tribe lives or like a land that's Mm. slated to be developed by like or you know paved over you know and by burying your corpse there they can't develop it anymore so it preserves like you know Mm. either like natural forests or you know that it preserves like you know kind of like sacred home grounds for different like first nation groups and that's probably what i would want to do I also know somebody who wants to get cremated and then put like into cement and then made into like a scary statue and then put at the bottom <laughs> and then put at the bottom of the ocean. Wow! To like scare that's scuba elaborate. divers. That's, so that's pretty that's rad. Some too. whimsical <laughs> shit right there. That's Do you think they'll pull that off? Shit. That's a good one. They pull off a lot. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Shouts out Bridget. Yeah. Tell, tell, Bridget, <laughs> tell Bridget to get in touch with me when she's near death. Wow. I'd like to help. <laughs> she's going to need help. I will. <laughs> yeah. She's going to need help. I would like well, to help. When you're dead, you can't do much about it. So, yeah. yeah, yeah I can't really plan for it necessarily either. I guess that's that's part of the question too here, isn't it? Um, I think I think if I had a good place, maybe I would feel differently like that. Yeah, that's something I never thought about. That's definitely giving me something to think about. So if we haven't heard the song, though, what is your barrier burn? Uh, well, initially I said burn, and now I don't know after hearing that. Ah. It's like that's really pretty, uh, I don't know, that, that changes my, my idea of the whole situation. The whole calculus just yeah. got changed. Mm-hmm. like that. Come on. No, I, I, I thought everybody knew. I want to be burned. These people don't know you. <laughs> I want to be taken up on the roof on a, on a windy day and spread all over downtown Petaluma. Team Burn. Oh, yeah, beautiful. Team Burn. I think that would be <laughs> Team Burn. Yeah. Am, I, am I the only one on Team Barry? Well, well you I haven't answered the question yet. Oh. Um, but before I answer, uh, how many on Team Burn or Team Barry are like, uh, I don't know what's going to happen when I die, and I'm my, my calculus is influenced by, like, I don't want to be, like, stuck in a box underneath the ground. I've thought about that. Oh, yeah. Like the zombie apocalypse comes. Yeah. Like I uh-huh. can't claw my way out to join the party. You ever think about that? You ever think about that? <laughs> yeah. Well, one oh, of the oh, options that's a good, that's was good not um, being frozen before, right before you die. That's my number one. Yeah. Right behind that it's is expensive. burned. Like yeah. if I well, get, accidentally die. Get in touch Team cryogenics and a surprise can, uh, upset. <laughs> Team Carbonite. <laughs> yeah. Carbonite. Like Han Solo. Yeah. You know. Team Han Solo. <laughs> there you go. I, I think I might be on Team Barry. 
I think I might be on team team Barry. You know, call call me. Uh, you know, a traditional. Call fashion. me what you'll call me, <laughs> a but good uh, Catholic boy. I you know I just like the idea of like a big <laughs> mausoleum. You, you know, I like the idea of. Uh, <laughs> That's very gothic. I mean, you can't you can't there's beat that. A, there's Jim's house up on the hill. You know, hit and, me up. Hit yeah. me up. Hit me up. We'll like stop them from clear cutting some forests. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I, that was really interesting. Uh, the the conservation very yeah, well. yeah, like, yeah. Using, using your your last death as, as right a there. weapon. I love right. that. Yeah. That's it's so good. super rad. It's a statement. Yeah. Yes. I've thought about this for Tom Gaffey. Those of you who don't know Tom, he's run the Phoenix for 35 mm. years almost. Yeah. And wow. I've thought about how much fun it would be when you die to put your body <laughs> in this, Can we just stop in this right very there? building. <laughs> 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 Sorry. Go no. and, and, and so you, you put you in here, and then like in the Vikings, okay? Yeah. I go across oh, the Viking street Grail. on the roof, and yes. I, I shoot a flaming arrow at the Phoenix, oh, the and then I burn oh, it down. Oh, that Wouldn't would that be, be epic. Oh, yeah, that would know. be so fucking epic. Well, yeah. yeah well, <laughs> gee, somehow I'm not thinking that's exactly what I had in mind. <laughs> that's the unfortunate no, thing about dying is see, you, they, you lose control. Don't worry. Yeah, it'll, it'll be tasteful. It'll be tasteful. It'll, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Any other death thoughts? Any other death thoughts? Um, I mean, we really hit gold with death here. Fresh out. I know. I feel like I have thoughts that are just like really, I'm really blank right now on oh. the subject. You brought up a good prompt, Waverly. You feel like you're going to outlive everybody, kind of. I think I will. Yeah. What about everybody else? Are we going to outlive everybody or is everyone going to outlive uh, you? Definitely not. 50 is a dream. Really? <laughs> yeah. Good for you. <laughs> get in, get out. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Nobody wants to live to be 115. I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty much with that, too. Especially like. I feel like there's gonna be some weird sci-fi shit going down. Like near the end, people are just gonna be like, "Oh yes, globally." You yeah, know, throwing themselves into, I don't know, cryogenic freezing. You know, or they're just gonna be like taking people these treatments to like extend their lives and <laughs> or get uploaded into like a these hollow, like vampiric-looking shells, husks of humans. I don't know. Like you don't want to live that long. I don't want to <laughs> see that happen to people around me. I like that. I like. I don't know. What Maybe about I'm just the, going too What about far just that, the good people? The good people, yeah, the ones you like. Um, that's the thing. Yeah, it's like and now we're, now that's a very problematic, uh, just moral statement I just put forth. Like, who's good? Who's not? Who makes right. that decision? So we won't we won't go into that. <laughs> go into that Let's talk much. about the problem of evil in philosophy. Go, a, let's do it. <laughs> 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 what do you got? <laughs> what is the problem with evil in philosophy? <laughs> you want to you want to do this, Liam? Morality is a construct of the weak. Fuck, hit me. No, with this. <laughs> I want Get your niche well, out of this here. Is <laughs> so bad. Fuck me up with it. Go. The problem of evil in philosophy, okay, I'm going to try to sum this up quickly, is that uh, if God is omnipotent and uh, can see everything and knows everything and is and is omnibenevolent, which means that, you know, is good beyond measure and mm-hmm. only wants good, wouldn't that God wouldn't permit evil to exist, whatever evil means, whether that means like, you know, uh, malicious evil, like people hurting each other or just like negligent evil, like, you know, there's a plague and God doesn't stop it. That's but, the problem of evil in philosophy is it's like a, you know, a way of, of, of logically proving that God doesn't exist. And there's like plenty of arguments to the contrary and I could state some of them, but you know, it's, well, give it's us complicated. One. Give us one. If no one's going to argue with you, argue with yourself. <laughs> well, well okay. every morning arguing okay. with himself. <laughs> so one of the, one of the counter arguments that people use to justify the existence, the existence of God is that if God, um, it's that God uh, needs evil to be there so that we know what good is. Like that we can't, you know, that you can't um, have one without the other. Like there's no light without the darkness. Well, right. You can't. You oh, can't legend. know what pain Star is Wars? without. You can't know what pleasure legend. is without pain, right? So the idea is that, like, you know, you 
things are kind of crappy on earth and then that way you can enjoy the after the eternal afterlife because you'll have known you know what pain is and you know then you have an experience to counteract you know what i mean yeah yeah what I love about what we're doing tonight is these songs focus on like these small little moments in life. And yet our conversation is veering between the songs and like the biggest questions that humans yeah. can have. So I love that. Contrast. I really, I find it super refreshing. So thank you yeah. for acting, yeah. asking these kind of questions. Um, cobwebs. Mm-hmm. Cobwebs. What happened to the car? <laughs> My favorite one. Yeah. Song the four. Car is, uh, actually song gone. four. Now, just no. to those people right. just tuning in. <laughs> no, I'm wondering. We're, what, at, we're what, at the song Cobwebs. Cobwebs. What journey did that car go on to make it smell and look like that? Um, well, the, it's funny you should mention that, Tom, because there's mold growing uh, between the seats. There's splotches on the floor and the AC. My God, it reeks of... <laughs> Memories. Memories. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> so um, whatever you want to share did about that. Really mold? Sent- did sent you really have mold in your car? Was it really mold in your old car? Um, well, mold happens in cars. Would you judge me if I said yes? I'm already... Uh, no. I think he's just... actually Honestly, I think you're just curious. You're yeah. like, how does mold we, get we, in a car? We spent a lot of time in that car. Yeah. Like, since I, I mean, it's yeah, a fair question. Water? <laughs> yeah, well, how'd water get in, you know? Ooh, it it yeah. was a car Basically, that was yeah, well met. Theory. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> the goodness but, water got in. <laughs> God, it's it's so good jumping from like what happens after you die to like how that mold get in your car, right? <laughs> yeah, I really liked uh, I don't know, just making things a little more uh, dramatic than they actually were uh, from a young age. So this song was definitely one that, um, yeah, it sounds very dramatic, but like that specific part of it, like that stuff was was true. I was just like. You know, coming out of a pretty, pretty like whirlwind experience again. College, you know, it's pretty intense and in good ways and bad. Um, My God, you've been in school for like twenty years of your life. Yeah, and, and then you're, you're just like, uh, what do I do? And I and I came back to my hometown, you know, and uh, realized like all the people that that made my hometown what it was were gone, basically. Uh, and just kind of confronting the fact that, like, I didn't really know what I was doing at all with my life. I, I was, you know, interning, but not really making much and not really going anywhere with it in particular. So, um, yeah, things kind of fell into, uh, I guess, a sort of entropy set in, in, in the case of my car. And, um, yeah, things started to get a little nasty, so... Uh, I, I just kind of remember taking a look around at one point and I was like, oh, this is, this I got to wash my car. <laughs> well, it, it's just sort of like, this is, this reflects my mental state. You know, I'm just kind of like stagnating here and, and things are, you know, getting kind of sad looking. <laughs> I need to do something. So your car kind of um, like represented the depreciation period of like, what am I doing after yeah. school? Cool. Yeah. I thought, uh, much later on that I'd actually make a song out of it, but I just remember writing, uh, yeah, randomly when I was supposed to be taking notes, I think. Um, yeah, because it just came into my mind. That's how it so goes. So the deeper question what? here is then, did you truly shed the car? Um, well, a, much he later. A, he has a new car now. Yeah. I'm not talking about the car. <laughs> I'm talking about the car, but I'm not talking about the car. Ooh. Ooh. Um, well, I, I think... Yeah, uh, I did, but I don't know how long it lasted. I feel like I, I, I kind of went through a, a series of those kind of 
depressive phases. Um, and that, uh, thankfully didn't last that long that time. But that yeah. car took you on a lot of adventures. <clears throat> the yeah, stuff that, the stuff, stuff that too. brought that mold into that car, God, almost every drop of water that hit, that must've been spilled in there and that was flooded in there and represents some kind of an adventure, good or bad for what it was. Right. And, uh, yeah, I think, uh, there's always going to be a little mold in the corners somewhere. Yeah. Can't, can't avoid that. But, um, yeah, I think, uh, especially that, that feeling again of, of, uh, someone take my car that is just supposed to be, uh, like kind of, kind of like, uh, this feeling defeat, you know, feeling, uh, uh, like I, I can't like clean up this, this, uh, this situation at this point, uh, it's almost like, uh, relinquishing your own life to someone else. And that's, uh, where I'd gotten, I don't know what else to say about that, but, um, I think most people, uh, feel that way, uh, after, after a big transition. So oh, that song resonates with me and, and yeah. dozens, if not hundreds of people that I've known, yeah. Uh, yeah. especially people in their twenties, even early thirties, I mean, even beyond, but those, those like big transition yeah. points. Well, I mean, I think, Honest to God, Are you kidding? honest yeah. to God, I think if the Phoenix closed down tomorrow, I think that you would be in that sort of a position. Oh, yeah. You know, absolutely. whenever yeah, we have something that's like so central to our lives, whether it's a person or a, a way of life or school or family, and there's yeah. a sudden change, you're just like, God, I don't even know what to do. And you're ready to throw in the towel. Yeah. You know, I think most people um, pick up and leave. And that's why I thought it would be important to put down like I'm just gonna stay in one place and like just try and figure it out because I felt like it it would be the wrong thing to do to just continue to move until it felt right you know that like I could make it work I just had to get through that mental block that I had um because uh I, I've witnessed that in other people's lives where they're just like constantly unhinged and uh I've always felt that I benefit the most or I grow the most when I'm able to like plant my feet and get comfortable, uh, and, and make a life for myself that's worth living somewhere. So I thought, you know, it's like, it's a familiar situation, but I wanted to take it in a different direction that felt right for my personality. Uh, so it was kind of like that, that reason for the resolve uh, at the end of the song. Last song on the album is Cervantes. Mm-hmm. Why do we call the song Cervantes? We were at a Mexican restaurant. Right around the corner from where we were practicing very, very early in the... I didn't know this. That's a different story. No, that's a different story. (laughs) Is it not? That's about our name. That's that's about the name. Oh. That that, that taqueria is called Taqueria El Super Burrito, I think, or something like that. El Super Burrito? That's very creative. It's on Polk. Okay. No, that's that's the name of the band. Because they they get the damn burrito. No, we did decide our our (laughs) band name over burrito. Cervantes is just a name itself, right? It's It's just the name of a park. Of a park in Sacramento. I figured it was a Soul Calibur reference. (laughs) So you were in a park, Um, yeah, and it was uh, again just another conversation in a park. So I thought it would be effective to have the album bookended by a conversation that was really positive and a conversation that was maybe not so positive, but like just sort of at different phases of life. you know, some very naive thinking here and some very like intensely adult decision-making at the other end. Um, cause this song is about basically just, uh, deciding it's, uh, not a good idea or like a good time to be with someone. Sometimes you have to be honest with yourself about 
what you can actually take on uh, in terms of commitment and uh, what what you're actually capable of, of giving to that person. Like if you're not in a position to give everything that you have, um, if you're still hurting or recovering from something, then like you shouldn't just jump headfirst into something. It's, it's a disservice to that person. And uh, that's, that's where I was feeling uh, at the time, sort of coming to grips with the fact that uh, even though I had strong feelings, it was, it was a bad move to keep pursuing it. So that's, that's basically what it's about. Just a really hard conversation with somebody about a relationship that wouldn't be a good Wise. idea. Yeah. It's such a good album in terms of the themes. It's just like five very different types of themes on these songs. I love it, you know? Some people come on the show and like the songs Thanks, don't have any meaning or they say they don't have any meaning. I kind of disagree with that. I think every song has some meaning. It's coming from something. Exactly. Somewhere but, deep in that they don't understand maybe, but yeah, but, something. But, uh, something, but uh, I think all art comes from something inside of us. But the, I just love that you, you've like picked these just like, I don't know, you, you like looked at the canvas of your life over the last 10 years and you're like you know what let's let's just go this let's go this yeah i mean that's that's kind of how i feel about it too uh it represents kind of the scope of human uh experience to me even if people haven't experienced these exact things i think they touch on things that people have and in some way it'll at least resonate and um i think uh what's most interesting to me in a song is usually some kind of conflict and with Cervantes I feel like in particular that's what um what drove me to write it was like it was it was a moment that stuck out in my life as like one of like those pivotal decisions that would shape the course of my life from that point on um you know to be with someone or not to be with someone even though it seems small it's actually pretty big and the biggest um, decision you make yeah and, and I think I think the person that you choose to have that sort of partnership with is going to be the one of the most defining decisions you will make in terms of the person you will become. Yeah, because uh, the idea is to grow together, right? Um, I think that's usually what people tend to want out of a relationship is is you can bring out the best, right? But if you're not capable of providing that uh, for someone else, it's it's not it's not always the best idea. But um, I think in this in this case, uh, you know, it, it made sense to me not to uh, try and make make sense of it, just to leave the problem there. Like that, it's it's a uh, it's not going to have a happy ending. You know, not every love story has a happy ending, and I, I think that's that's more real to me when I hear stories like that. So. Uh, I wanted to write something that was a love song, but also uh, a sad love song, I guess. <laughs> yeah, ended on a damp note. Like writing, especially about like things that are painful. Um, I can only speak for myself, you know, like mm -hmm. y'all, I respect what you guys do so much um, and Lavender Scared because you can, you can speak very honestly about like the, the sociopolitical issues of the day. Um, just a note, Lavender Scared is... It's a glam our, punk band. Yeah, it's their, their other It's band. our punk band, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Bell and Waverly. But, um, yeah, I... 
I just, uh, I, I, I feel less comfortable doing that because I, d- I don't have as much experience, I guess, with, um, like marginalized communities. Um, I've touched the surface, you know, working for school districts and like doing this and that, but like, as, as far as writing about it, you know, it's, it's, it's a huge commitment and, and you really have to like own it if you're going to talk about that stuff. So I try and focus on what I know and maybe that's a lame <laughs> reason to do that instead, but it, it makes more sense for me to be authentic with, with what I experience. Disagree deeply. I don't think it's lame. <laughs> yeah. Same. It's very important. No, yeah. On the contrary. Whereas like all the lyrics might be like personal to your own experiences. I think that like writing these songs with you and helping, you know, arrange them and, and build them up. Uh, we've all poured our own, like, you know, like similar griefs and anxieties and traumas into them, into writing them. So yeah. It's representative of all, all of our moods over the past. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I, the zeitgeist of our past. I shouldn't years. say lame. It's not, it's not yeah. lame, but I, I guess, I guess in terms of like the, the, the level of like, suffering that I am writing about here is nothing compared to what a lot of people I know what experience. You're, that's, that's where I, I, I think I know what it. you're saying, which is that there, there's an importance to calling out and discussing the sociopolitical things that happen in our world. There's, yeah. there's, that is very important work and it can feel less important to do what you're doing because you're just observing a day you had in the park. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But on the other hand, you know, there is room for both and I think both are necessary. You know, they're doing two Complete different things. It can't all be sociopolitical, but all, yeah. but also it can't all be, I went to a park. I mean, they both serve a purpose, and I think they help the world in different ways, honestly. Yeah, I think uh, mm-hmm. I think uh, Van Gogh would, would agree with that. Uh, a moment in the park, uh, a moment looking at a flower, uh, a moment looking at, at an individual, boom, it's right there on picture. doesn't really speak politically. Uh, there are a lot of artists that do, but many of the greats absolutely are taking these moments and freezing them. Yeah, and they're quite beautiful. And boy, and Just what, to make you stop and look at something. Yeah, yeah. People really do that. So there, I mean, there's a lot we can do with with music, with our music, and we can get political. Because I, you know, I've been in a bunch of bands, and and uh, one band in particular is it was pretty much mostly about that. It felt like every tune had to have a good purpose to it. Um, but when I'm writing for myself, it's uh, little character studies and stuff like that. And yeah. uh, I think you, there's room for all of that in this art and, uh, and, and in this world. Well, all I can say is thank you all for joining us yeah. tonight. Thank yeah, you absolutely. so much for having yeah, us. Yeah, thank you guys for having us. It's really, really yeah. awesome. I mean, I said here. this to you before we recorded, but we have had, I think, five or six people come up to us and say, you need to get damper on. You need to get yeah. damper on. So to those people, I say... We did it. What we all together to did it. Yeah. A dream became a reality. Yes, and thanks to those people, yeah. too. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. We've never done Thinking of us. But it was great. You know, I, I, I really appreciate you being willing to go into the lyrics, even though it seems like you have some hesitation sometimes and you feel like, ah, is this important? Is it not important? All that. It, it is. And tonight, I think we, we kind of shone the spotlight on why what you do is good and why it's worthwhile. So, I mean, just thank you for coming on and being willing to do it. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. Thank you guys for yeah. having us. Yeah, Seriously. and up next, it's great. we have a performance from the collective known as Damper. Thanks again for joining us, everybody. Thanks. Thank you, Jim and Tom.
your heart, say.